And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Uh, it's hot and sweaty, it's Shout Out. Uh, you talk for yourself. I glow, actually. <laughs> He's Andy Shaw, and I'm Steffi Barnett on another jam-packed show today. Uh, Claire Lowe. Those lovable queens. Uh, and NHS sexual orientation monitoring. Stay here for the next hour. Uh, your LGBT plus magazine show. This is Shout Out. Right, who'd like a ice pop? <laughs> Had one earlier, actually. <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, it's it's very hot, isn't it? So, um, it and is. uh, hello, hot. hello, boys. Welcome, um, Terry and Matthew. How hello. are you? Hello. Nice to have you both back for a week. So, are, are you nice and cool? Uh, as a cucumber, <laughs> yes, cool as a cucumber, as one of my uh, school friends used to say. Yeah, I'm hot. <laughs> I'm hot. Isn't isn't you your light home? Just we show. Isn't your um, is actually hot in uh, I know, it has connotations? I know, I know, I know, Matthew. I remember, I remember a very, very long lecture from a French teacher at school saying, "When you are hot, you say je show. I exactly. have heat. When you say je suis show, you mean je suis show. It's like being on heat. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn something yes. new every day. I know French, and I didn't Shout know out that. Is educational. <laughs> so, uh, anyone moist? See, that that's like the French equivalent, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the English equivalent of the French, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know, I said with the temperatures we got at the moment, it's probably deluge is a better description of what's coming out of the body right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's hot, isn't it? On, so. on Friday, yeah. We're so British though, I mean it's going to be thunder and, and lightning come the weekend and I bet we're going, oh, oh I miss the sunshine now. Oh, well, we do um, like complaining about the weather. Yeah, yeah and it's going to be 10 degrees lower in temperature, so um, quite pleasant, I think. Quite pleasant. Yes, I look forward to it. Running, yeah. Yeah, I guess you'll be running down the street naked in the rain, Andy. <laughs> which, which, which Andy? Not, that not a, me. I was going to say, no. I'll leave that one to you, Mr. Holm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I was say, I'm not going to do it, but it is, it is a very good song, Dancing it, Naked in the know, Rain. Oh, if it is. is. Yeah, good track. If, if the heavens opened up it? now and it absolutely hammered it down here, I'd quite happily go out because it is like it would just be quite refreshing, wouldn't it, though? So Yeah. It's just it's a bit like taking a cool shower. <laughs> what well, is it, though? I mean, if it's this hot, it's kind of like hot rain, if you know what I mean. It might evaporate before mm. it lands. I know, <laughs> True. I know. Uh, anyway, uh, really packed show coming up, so we're going to crack on with it. Going to be catching up with Leslie Mansell later, talking about uh, NHS uh, sexual health monitoring. Um, we got some drag queens coming up. Uh, we had quite good fun the other night, uh, myself, Steph and Esri. Um, and uh, right now, though, we're going to catch up with Loey. My five on shout out. I'm Claire Lowe, I'm non-binary and identify as bisexual. I'm a Bristolian and I'm a queer events organiser and trainee art therapist. 
For the last four years, I've been working on my queer events promotions company, Wig in a Box, aiming to create a safe space for queer identifying people who enjoy alternative music, art and theatre. This was a project that was born from a time um, as a booking and events manager at a Bristol venue. While I was there, I realised that there was a huge gap in the Bristol's offering for the LGBTQ plus community. Although we had a few gay bars and some fantastic nights for queer people, there were very few places for trans and non-binary folk to feel safe enough to let loose and party. So Wig in a Box was created. It has always been a one-person company and before 2020 I was arranging and putting on up to six nights or events a month. These range from full drag cabaret nights to small get-togethers and talks. Although I was a one-person organisation, I began to collaborate a lot with other night um, organisations on the scene. Every performer I booked became a part of the Wig in a Box family and I quickly realised that the events would be getting a lot of familiar faces in the audience each time and with that the family grew and grew. It really gave me a knowledge and appreciation for what is possible when you foster relationships and communities. My favourite shows I've ever done with Wig in a Box was The Prince Night I did in partnership with Kiki Bristol. Myself and Edson had such fun hosting it and we had such a wealth of talent and as with every night lots of things went wrong but the vibe was just so special and it was one um, I would love to recreate when the time is right. Any show I have done with my support drag queen Dis has been really special. This is a performer in Bristol who managed to take their act all over the world and has such a unique and powerful voice within the community. We've been friends for a very long time now so being able to share the stage with them was always a pleasure and who else could I have got to um, host a Nick Cave drag night. In February 2020, I did my first Aldea with my brother from another, Stu from Punker, and I really feel that, that myself and Stu created something wonderful that day that had all aspects of community that I'd wanted, encouraging artist makers um, and cabaret artists to show what they are made of and to be out and proud and feel safe doing so. Categories was a night that myself and Alyssa Vandell worked on and it was a show that I learned so much from, meeting all kinds of performers from all different backgrounds and really honing my skills as a stage manager, making a hell of a lot of mistakes along the way and even dressing up as Sunny for a duet with Alyssa Asher and somehow being persuaded to wear a penguin suit and dance on stage. Categories was a stressful learning curve but a very fun one. But when the pandemic hit, as for many, it really hit me. At that time, I had to quit all my other freelancing jobs apart from one small marketing contract as Wig in a Box had become my main source of income. I felt a lot of pressure to keep all the performers I regularly booked to have some sort of income too. And I was so scared that the community I'd poured my heart and soul on into um, creating would it be gone. I set up a crowdfunding so that I could do online shows and still be able to pay performers and also give other organisations that would be um, struggling some part of that pot as well. It was an incredibly stressful time and although I managed to hit the target amount for six shows, I forgot I needed to pay myself. So 2020 for me was a time to reconfigure. As great as the journey Wig in a Box was, it was definitely time for change. And talking to a lot of my friends who were also in the cabaret and entertainment business, it turned out a lot of people were shocked by just how much I was doing and it was inevitable I'd get burnout. So after doing a bi-weekly show with Punker Online last show, showcasing the best in LGBTQ plus music, I took a well-deserved break. In this break, I started to do my foundation in art therapy. I've begun to do creative workshops with adults and children, and this has been incredibly rewarding and I feel it has helped me to find balance. 
As things start to get back to normal, it's got me thinking about the queer scene and how much it has changed in Bristol in the last few years. There are now so many nights and opportunities out there for performers and for punters. Performers that did their first act in one of our talent shows are now absolute bosses, creating multiple nights, drag houses and experience and being booked for shows up and down the country. We're now spoilt for choice. I'm so proud to have been a small part of the Bristol scene and seeing people like Punker, Bristol Boys, Slaughterhouse, House of Mannington, Bristol Drag Collective and far more that I've probably forgot to mention. Doing their thing and reopening with such joy makes me so pleased for the younger generation. There are now more choices out there for LGBTQ plus people to go in Bristol and socialise and feel like a part of their own community. Wigan a Box definitely still lives on but I'm having to think about what my next moves are and what my part could now be in this diverse Bristol scene. Also, I'm 33 and I can't keep up with the young'uns. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, that's uh, Akon, is it? I'm sure it's not Akon. Akon with um, Colby O'Donis and Cardinal Official. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I was going for the easy option. <laughs> Could you tell? I'm going to blame it on the heat. So I'm totally blame it on the heat. So lovely, lovely song, that one, though. Uh, anyway, um, we, we've got some of the loudest drag queens you've ever heard still to come, um, and um, mm. somebody who's not a drag queen I hasten to add, Leslie Mansell we'll be talking to later, um, about uh, sexual health orientation monitoring. Uh, but right now, though, mm. um, if you chaps are ready, uh, would you be kind enough to give us some news headlines? We sure will. <laughs> This is Shoutout News headlines on Thursday the 22nd of July. Ken Macaria, who plays with Bristol-based gay rugby team The Bisons, says that he cannot fully believe that his ordeal of a campaign to stay in the UK is finally over, after an announcement by the Home Office that they will not appeal a court ruling saying that Mr Macaria can stay in the country. Mr Macaria originally comes from Kenya, where he says that he was at threat of persecution and physical violence for being a gay man. Bristol's LGBTQIA and POC communities rallied behind Mr Macaria and over 180,000 people signed a petition calling on the authorities to let him live in the UK without threat of deportation. The 41-year-old player told the B247 newspaper that the toll of his battle has had an effect on his mental health. To the many who supported him, Mr Macaria said, Thanks to each and every one of you. It will take me a bit of time to truly believe this nightmare is over and be at the same level as enthusiasm as you. 
Attitudes to race and ethnicity have never been far from the news in the last year. Now, the quarterly journal of gay and bi men's fetish interest, Recon, dedicates its latest edition to race and the fetish scene, revealing racism in a scene that otherwise prides itself on tolerance and diversity. Mr. Rubber International from 2016 discusses anti-Asian prejudice from Twitter fans and the complexities of race and sexual desire are looked at. The magazine is free to all Recon members members and free copies can be picked up at LGBT cafes and shops where available. Local campaigning and radical newspaper The Bristolian has a long history of standing up to bigotry as well as being a thorn in the side of the city authorities. The paper reports that in Loch Lees, a fundamentalist anti-gay church called the Spirit of Life has opened on Romney Avenue. LGBTQIA bloggers have thanked The Bristolian for its investigation into this congregation, which is somewhat fixated on what it says are the twin evils of homosexuality and transgenderism. The Bristolian reports, however, on the positive side, it says, efforts by this church to ingratiate themselves in the local community on the local Love Lockley's Facebook page have been firmly rebuffed by members of the community who have told them, in no uncertain terms, that they aren't welcome. If you want to read more, you can find The Bristolian's website at thebristolian.net. Recent reports in the mainstream press have highlighted the fact that special branch agents and the security services have maintained surveillance on protest groups across the political spectrum for decades. Whether it was CND during its heyday, the striking miners in 1984, or vegan animal rights activists in the Brightling Sea demonstrations, it is now widely accepted that the state has spent thousands of pounds of taxpayers' money on spying on groups. LGBTQ campaigners who were involved in the heyday of queer activism in the early 90s have joined others in pressing the government to reveal to just what extent organisations like Outrage, the Lesbian Avengers and ACT UP were targeted and infiltrated by the Secret Services. In Bristol, a local anarchist activist has spoken with Neil Maggs at the underground newspaper The Bristol Cable to unpick the activities of the secret state during the 90s. A 41-minute fascinating podcast is a result as Neil chats to the activist about the revelations surrounding people he thought were comrades and allies. You can tune into this by visiting thebristolcable.org. And finally, BBC Points West reports that a Pride-themed bus will be touring the city of Bristol for the Pride celebrations. It will aim to showcase greener and more environmentally ways of travel, including public transport. After the end of Bristol Pride Festival at the end of July, the bus will be used with its rainbow insignia across West Country routes. For these news stories in further detail and much more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Matthew Tosh. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, I still love that mix. <clears throat> That's uh, The Weekend and The Blinding Lights. Um, oh, yeah, definitely one of Steph and uh, Co's uh, favourite songs, that one. We play that one a lot. I'd be quite me if I'm wrong, Steph. It's a really good track. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So. Guess a vote from me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because we played it a lot when it was kind of like autumn or winter. It reminds me of autumn and winter. 
Keeping us yeah. all cool, eh? <laughs> True. Oh, I wish. Do you know what? I saw one of those shopping channels today selling Christmas stuff. Oh, oh no. Sorry, no. no. I said I the C word. I You're sacked. I'm not allowed to do that. And I'm not allowed to do that until after the husband's birthday, which is towards the end of November. I think that's kind of a good compromise. So, um, else I'd, I'd have them up in September. I love Christmas. So. <laughs> now, um, if you think that's that, no, we'll, we'll actually warn you because this piece is very loud. Uh, as much as we've levelled it, um, um, it's very difficult to go to where we went to and it'd be quiet wasn't it Steph it was <laughs> it was and there's lots of swear words um, within it yeah oh, please tell me you bleep them out I'm not telling you anything <laughs> I might have done I might not have done live on the edge Andrew live on the edge <laughs> so well anyway um, of course Pride uh, did continue even though the main day didn't happen they still carried on with a couple of weeks worth of events and uh, one of the events that we were very kindly invited along to was the um, um, drag uh, festival part of it which uh, took place at Lakota Gardens and uh, uh, riotous I think is the best way to describe it um, as the, the, the lovely queens that we spoke to uh, will testify to when you're here have a listen to this what am I going to call you Miss Beaver or Alan <laughs> Miss Beaver ok Miss Beaver because you're looking so gorgeous Thank no, you. Thank what a you. lovely show. I know you have problems with the sound system, but it didn't detract from the entertainment. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I think from reading the room, it, like I think everybody still had an amazing time. Like With a live show, you're going to get hiccups. Uh, those hiccups happen. We work through it, and everybody's been just so professional. It's been amazing. Yeah, and you've got some top names. Give us a rundown. So we've got uh, Drag Race Season 1 runner-up, Davina De Campo, Drag Race Season 2 contestant, Tia Coffee, as well as acts from all across the country, including Chio, Romeo De La Cruz, Victoria Scone, um, and lots more, lots more. Donna Trump, me... The, the you, that's all that matters. Come on, Miss Beaver. Well, maybe, maybe. I think everybody's here for other people, but we'll see how it goes. We'll okay. see. Well, I'm fingers crossed that part two has better um, with the sound system. I'm hoping so. Come back and interview me after part two. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Thanks. We'll, um, we're going to rush off now and see if we can catch some of the other queens and kings. Brilliant. They're just, yeah, they're backstage, but yeah, they'll okay. chat, they'll chat. They're always chatting. Hi, you two. So I'm going to ask you to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Tia Coffee from RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. Saison 2. Saison? That was a Saison 2. Saison 2. Bonsoir, je suis Tia Coffee de RuPaul's Drag Race UK Saison 2. Is it only French? Because I speak very little. Uh, uh, je peux essayer, comme tu veux. Oui. I'm out. <laughs> Now, I don't even know any Welsh. Shemai. Oh wow. Uh, Victoria Scone Idui. <laughs> Amazing. I wasn't expecting that. So lovely guys tonight. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're at the back. We had a wave on the way in. Oh yeah. It was an explosive performance. Um, Tia, speak to you first because wow, it's slayed. <laughs> Those were the Thank house you. Down. The house Those down boots. Boots. <laughs> Yes. They were and legs were dead. I loved your outfit. Oh, thank you so much. Incredible. I've sweat through it now, so we'll have a different outfit for the okay. second half. Well, that's good, yeah, it's good to have a backup, right? Yeah, I bought two just in case. <laughs> What's it been like since Drag Race finished and, you know, lockdown and coming back onto the stage? Oh, it's been absolutely amazing to get back onto the stage and actually to meet people and see a crowd because 
when we were watching the show, we were sort of watching it on our own at home. Yeah. So it was kind of like, are people actually watching this? Is it just me? Is it just me and Taste texting? Oh, I'm kidding. Taste, Taste doesn't text me. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's been absolutely gorgeous to get out there and meet people and like finally see that everyone really loved it. And I'm glad that we could bring a little bit of joy into everyone's living rooms during that difficult time. And you probably know this because I expect a lot of people have said it, but you have been so loved and you were just such, um, you brought such energy to Drag Race and you made me laugh and I just thought you were just so incredibly genuine. Thank and you. I actually did want you to win. I just, and I know people probably say these things in interviews, but I absolutely loved you. So, so, do, you, so do you think I'm Bimini? Is that why? Um, well, babe, um, <laughs> I think you're bloody brilliant. So oh, I'm just so glad much. to see you on the stage tonight, and you just look like you're having so much fun. I was, I had the best time. Have thank you got more gigs lined up? Oh, no, no not one. That was it. That was oh, what, it. For, for 2021? Uh, yeah, no, so many gigs, lots of things happening, so keep an eye on all the social media. I will be back in Bristol. Can you keep it down? We're trying to have a chat here, babe. Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, carry on. You're doing your job. Uh, but yeah, lots and lots of things going up and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. And in fact, we're probably doing some things together as well. Oh really? What, like a duo tour? Maybe a little afternoon tea tour. Yes, the house of... Well, tea house. The, yeah, the tea the house. The tea house, yes. Victoria's oh, like tea and coffee. Yeah. Little tea house. Yeah, Can have your afternoon tea. items. <laughs> Yeah, afternoon tea with tea or coffee. I love it. Yeah. Do you have uh, jam or cream first? That's I question. always cream first. Cream first. I'm very. I'm a selfish right. lover. <laughs> so you were fantastic tonight. Thank really you. enjoyed your performance. I also follow you on Instagram and I love your videos. What's your, what's your hassle? Um, it's like no way dudes. Like I'm no way dudes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've started trying to be more vegan. I haven't drunk cow's milk for a year and a half until two days ago when I accidentally just ordered a latte, not thinking. I had three sips and I, I'm not kidding, I threw up in the street. Yeah, it can have that impact, can't it? It's like I've been dairy free for about seven years and the smell of it is now really odd. Like I don't just sorry, that's Dairy free. I am allergic to dairy. It's not intolerant, but I continue to eat it because I like cheese. Um, I'm gonna have to cut the interview short there, just because I think we're gonna have to try and get round. Get the famous person. It's been so brilliant to talk to you. Honestly, very thank you. Have an amazing evening because you're gonna be Also, Victoria's got is my drag daughter. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be doing some. I'm gonna be getting to as many gigs as I can this year, so I hope I get to see you. Are you saying for the second show? Well, I would like to. It's the same. Let me see you. I'm running away from responsibility. Exactly. Oh, there's a whole bisexual yeah. in front of me. But this seems to be a little problem with audio. Oh, yeah, let's like, not talk about No, let's not. We no. should not. Let's no. not talk we, we, about we, we may be amateur, but we're a bit more professional. <laughs> and I have the ability to edit that. Like, which is marvellous. So. Uh, anyway. Because I'm not sure I do. <laughs> Anyway, uh, backstage, uh, uh, well, my first event this year, um, I don't know if it's your first event this year, is it? So we're still, we're not quite out of that whole lockdown thing yet, but it must be lovely to be back up on the stage, surely. 100%, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been really, really lucky that in the first break, I did a few with, uh, you know, various different things outside, and then I did some drive and drag things, which were great fun. Um, but just 
I mean, we've all been slogging this, haven't we? We've yeah. been slogging. So, to get up, and they were such a fantastic crowd as well. So much fun. Yeah. But now, before I get any further, can I ask you for our audience, can you introduce yourself? Oh, yes, sorry, sorry. I'm Davina DeCampo, the loser of Track Race 1. <laughs> Couldn't win herself a blooming tombola, <laughs> but I'm not worried. And, and I'm Donna Trump, the future winner of Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, how do you find the Bristol audience? I mean, have you performed for them before? Um, I have, um, not at Bristol Pride, but I have a couple of times. Um, and they're always an electric crowd. And today was just a prime example of how supportive Bristol's community is of performers. Like, you can feel the energy. Like in the venue, it's electric. It is yeah. really electric. Yeah. I mean, they, they were up on the seats and hundred percent. They were fantastic yeah. here. Really, really good. There's, I mean, I'm always worried when I'm performing in Liverpool, but they're always amazing. And Bristol is like that. Like they are so upright, so ready, and they want to party and have a great time. Uh, do, do you think some of that's because also because we've had lockdown and all? It's like you know, chance to party and uh, come out. It must, must surely not only be nice for you, but nice to see them reacting. So much yeah, absolutely. And you know, football's coming home, and they're allowed to have twenty thousand people in the stadium. So, yes. so you know, the fact that we're allowed to put queer people on the stage and actually look at them—great! Love you, that you, for you us. The balls hanging either side. You know, just, you well, know, that's, yeah. that's for the late show, I think. <laughs> we did we did do a penalty shootout halfway through, you know, just to make sure that we were COVID secure. <laughs> we shan't talk about that. <laughs> But I think it's I think it's really important that like I think I, I think Davina would agree as well, especially as queer people, when we see queer performance, we have that emotional connection with it straight away because it feels like you see someone that understands you. And because we've had kind of a lack of that like intimacy and seeing it in a place, I think it just kind of brings that kind of heartstring tug and it's just really lovely. Yeah. yeah. I, I did notice even when um, some of the tutu was on stage and made a comment about being queer and diverse and like, and the audience just went mad. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the things about Bristol as well. Every time I've been here, uh, you know, like I don't always wear tracksuit bottoms and a hoodie. <laughs> Occasionally I wear things that are slightly more outlandish and I have never had any problems in Bristol ever. Nobody's ever, you know, a snarky comment or, you know, F or, you know, the words yeah, that I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody's ever done that to me in Bristol, which I think is just one of the most amazing things about this city. Well, um, you, you've both done the one show so far. Another one to come. Is it getting raunchier? Are we having outfit change? I mean, I have to say, both of you look stunning. Has to, has to be said. I should probably describe it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't win, so I can't afford uh, any more outfits. With the winner of season two in yeah, exactly. That's why. <laughs> can only afford one outfit. Um, a lovely tartan outfit because, though. Because, you know, I before this I only had one dress and one wig. So <laughs> now I've really branched out and I'm in a tartan suit. Uh, it's still a red wig. wig. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still a red wig, but it's a, it's a different outfit. And you know, I think people would be proud of me. And I'm, I'm loving the frills as well, but does it, does it not kind of like get in the way when you're trying it on? Or? A little bit, but you know, you just got to frill and take I get a frill from a frill. So, <laughs> you know, so, what, so what, what can we expect in the next one? Are we going up a gear? Is it the same thing? Well, hopefully. Because um, it's I, later. Yeah, it is later. And you know what happens when things get later? I do have a um, 
an alternative song in there, which I think the later crowd particularly will appreciate, I think. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh. I just think the crowd are going to be even more electric, because we all know people have been drinking oh, yeah. already. Real. You know what I mean? It's a Friday. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> So, well, obviously, this won't go out on air until after you yeah. the show. But um, um, if you want to say one thing to our Bristol and Southwest audience, what, what would you say? I want to say a massive thank you. I want to say I always have the best time in Bristol, and I cannot wait to come back. Yeah, I would echo that. Like, thank you, Bristol, for having us and being able to do what we do. And uh, vote against the Tories because they hate us. <laughs> and it is me on Grinder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go. That is um, Rewrite the Stars. That's the uh, alternative mix, actually. That's uh, Anne-Marie and James Arthur, that one. Lo- lovely version. So, uh, yeah, so you might want something room. a little bit like more calm, having heard us interviewing yeah, exactly. Davina DiCampo there. <laughs> If you yeah. like the movie, that um, all the tracks have been reimagined by different artists, including Cle- uh, Kelly Clarkson, Pink, Zach Brown, Pentatonics, one of your yes, favourite yeah. Well, I, actually, my favourite in the in the remix is uh, Pink sings one of the songs, but her daughter sings one too. Um, a million trees, yeah, a million trees, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, anyway, um, um, now you just thought they're not connected, but they are, um, because of course. Um, the drag queens and all that kind of stuff the whole kind of event was very much around um, sexual orientation and you know being queer and open about it and one of the things we're about to talk to Leslie about is about sexual orientation monitoring Um, I'm very pleased to say welcome back to shout out to uh, Leslie Mantle Hi good evening how are you? I'm very well how are you? I haven't spoke to you in quite some time I think No it has been a while yeah, I'm a bit warm. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the heat. We won't keep you long. We promise. But um, uh, we we wanted to have a little bit of a chat because I I know that um this is quite a new thing to uh, North Bristol Trust, isn't it? Uh, but could you give our listeners a bit of a kind of like bit of background? What 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 is this? This sexual uh, orientation monitoring, as as it's called. Okay, so so we've actually got two things. The first thing we have is around Bristol Pride. We were going to do um, a survey to find out the experience that people in the LGBT community have with regards to health services across Bristol, Somerset and South Gloss. That's whether that's with a GP, a hospital, a dentist, whatever. We have done it in the past, but because Pride, the main event, was cancelled, what we've done is we put it online. And that's really important because I'm really urging people to to fill that in. It's not very long um, because when we've done this before, it's been a great boost to our staff when they hear that they're doing things well. And if there's gaps, then we will do something to change them. That's not just us at North Bristol Trust, but right across the health um, service. Um, Linked with that, we've got the... NHS sexual orientation monitoring standard which we've just adopted um, at North Bristol 
And what that means is we'll be asking patients to let us know their sexual orientation. We've also got coming in a new patient record system. So what we're doing, we're tying that up with training around that for staff because quite often staff don't feel um, confident to ask the questions. Um, but if we don't ask the questions and if you don't fill in these surveys and, and although some are done, they're not that often, then we don't know about you. And, you know, well, I was going to say it was, one, it was one of the questions. One of the questions I was going to ask because you know, I mean, I'm I'm the generation where you, you, I go back enough and and don't take the Mickey stuff. I'm not that old, but um, you know, I'm the generation that, that remembers you didn't say you were gay because it went on your medical record and you didn't actually want it on your medical record because of the stigma that used to happen. And I know that that's still around at the moment. That's a lot of people still think you know oh, I I shouldn't you know do that, but it's actually okay now and it's fine to do. If anything, it's actually good to do isn't it because correct me if i'm wrong it that's it's a statistic you're after to try and help no absolutely but there's three principles with equality monitoring it's that it's voluntary it's confidential and it's anonymous and we can't oh, right. use it for any, anything else but i've been saying for a long time if we don't count people in our community we're not going to know what their health issues are so, for example, we didn't know about the onset of HIV and AIDS um, because we didn't do the monitoring. I'll give you another one. If you've been vaccinated for COVID, you are not asked what your sexual orientation is or if you're, or what your gender identity is. Now, for me, that's a bit of a, a, a you know, a massive omission. If we don't have these figures, what happens with all of this, the figures we've got in the NHS, they go to public health and public health then say, well, look, we've got X amount of, of this issue in one community, we've got X amount of that issue in another community. But if we don't tick the boxes, then we're not going to be counted. We're going to stay invisible. So when the money cake gets sliced up, then there isn't anything for us because we haven't said we needed anything. Right. Okay. So, so this is the problem we've got, and I absolutely understand. I I come from the same era when you know the last thing you wanted to do was tell anybody what your sexual orientation was or your gender identity. But I do hope things have changed. I I do hope things have got easier. Um, certainly over the Pride event at our trust, our um, our chief executive, um, she put out a very positive statement on it. Our director of uh, people and transformation made a video to say that we welcome Pride and we will support people, who, whoever they are, from whichever community. We've got a staff LGBT plus group. We've also got an allies group. We're just doing loads of stuff that we didn't do 10 years ago. So can I ask so them, I why, why are the staff a bit concerned about asking the question? I think because they, they don't feel comfortable asking it. Um, that's yeah, why but, we put training in. Um, I, I can't answer that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just a general thing that people think that sexual orientation is a very private thing, so they shouldn't, shouldn't ask the question. Not everyone understands why we need to ask the question. Um, and people don't necessarily understand how to ask the question in a sensitive way. So Leslie, a friend of mine came um, into the... Leslie, Steph here. Um, do you not have staff uh, diversity training? And maybe even if you do, maybe that needs to, needs to be um, put out maybe again as like a part two? 
Are you still there, Leslie? Leslie? No, have we lost Leslie? Uh, uh, I haven't listened. We've lost the connection. Um, I'm sorry. I think we we may have done. Um, but okay. I tell you what. We'll we'll have a song. We'll see if we can get her back. Um, uh, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. Back in a minute. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, lovely, powerful song that one. So uh, now I think we got Leslie back. Are you there, Leslie? Uh, no, I think we. Leslie back. Are you there, Leslie? Hi, hello, yes. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I have no idea what happened there. You just, we just literally lost you, so. Um, so, just just to finish yeah, off, um, is, is this something that um, the public can get involved with? Do you say this is something online you'd like them to kind of, like, um, submit? Yes, yes, please. You should. Oh, I think no. Lucy's connection's dropped. <laughs> Are you there, Leslie? Okay. No, um, I think I think we lost her. Oh, to the patients. No, we definitely got a dodgy connection, haven't we? So yeah. Okay. Um, so Leslie sent me the uh, information. She's uh, she said, please look at the Bristol Pride website for the links to the survey, um, or you can email inclusion at mbt.nhs.uk, which is uh, North Bristol Trust, and uh, Leslie will email you a link. Cool. Um, yeah. Apologies about the the connection there. We are all still uh, working uh, remotely, making this show, and we're not back in our studio yet. So, um, as professional as it may sound, because we are, you know, consummate professionals, um, including Steph, sometimes um, we we, we uh, uh, do have technical problems every now and again. So, um, but uh, yeah, lovely to talk to Leslie there, and a huge thank you to uh, uh, the drag queens there. My ears are still ringing. I don't know about yours, Matthew, <laughs> Terry. Uh, yes, it was. It was quite. <laughs> Quite um, quite a distinctive laugh, should we say? Yeah, as well. Um, it's great atmosphere. Bless her. Uh, uh, she's recorded some jingles for us too, so I will get those edited for next week as well, um, which will be cool. So, great. Um, did any of you manage Special to do any of the pride things at all? Uh, unfortunately, no. I I didn't manage to, but um, there were a lot, so much going going on that it's kept kept us all busy. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Well, we should. I should point out actually because um, Leslie said there that the main day has been cancelled. Has been cancelled. It's been postponed. Uh, we are still waiting to hear from Bristol Pride. Um, uh, I know they're hoping to go ahead in the next month or two, but we haven't had uh, any more details yet. Um, but uh, uh, soon to be here. Anything else? We let you know, and uh, then we'll paint rainbows on everyone. And um, who's been up to the crossing yet in Bristol? Anyone? I was going to yeah, say I have. Yes, I, yeah. I, I used it several times. Yeah. yeah. So and last week. Yep. And seen you... the bus. Anyone seen the bus? Yeah, I've seen the bus. It's, it's a bit, bit non distinct, the bus, actually, isn't it? It's quite toned down. It's a lovely blue. <coughs> yeah, with, with a little rainbow. So, Terry, did you mm. merrily, gaily, like, like, camp your way across the, the, the rainbow? <laughs> I merrily and gaily camp them away everywhere I walk, dear. I don't use It's not just rainbows I walk on that make me uh, stand out a million miles, is it? Yeah. I've just got visions of you, like, skipping and swinging your, like, bags either side of you now. I think that's Terry's normal walk. <laughs> that's what so, I was implying. No, it's yeah. the one you learned from Matthew. <laughs> Let's not get into this argument. I think this is a very, uh, very poor way to end. Well, we can go back, we can go back to the string vest if you like mate you know I mean it's hot enough <laughs> it's string rests are too hot for this weather actually you know, sure uh, in fact in this weather in this weather mm. it'll give you um, give you a suntan that make you look like a tea bag it'll be <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, drink plenty. Um, you need lots yeah. of fluids inside you, yeah. and uh, and uh, lots and lots of suntan lotion as well. That's my recipe for a pleasant time in the sun. So well, um, the weather's going to turn at the weekend. So um, yeah, if you're mm. listening now and it's still really really hot, um, which it's due to be um, until tomorrow. I think tomorrow it starts to cool down a little bit, and then nice, Saturday, yes. yeah, then it, the the thunderstorms kick in. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, not as bad as Germany. Poor people, um, they've had some really bad yes. flooding over there, haven't they? So hearts yeah, out Germany to them. In Belgium, yeah, yeah, and also so, China now. Yes, um, yes. And of course, then the, uh, the loads going because uh, the Olympic Games are kicking off as well. Um, but yeah, some of them are in isolation already. Uh, incidentally, oh. LGBTQ Nation reports that um, it is a myth circulating on the internet that the Japanese government have installed sex-proof beds that will collapse if any um, athletes <laughs> attempt to have a nookie. <laughs> Apparently this is going around on the internet. Uh, an Irish young athlete, very attractive young man as well, he uh, was jumping up and down on the beds to prove that they can withstand a great deal of force. So, and, and actually, this, this is a thing, you know, I mean, even in, in a time of covid a lot of the athletes are very young very energetic in the prime of their life so um olympic um what should we call it liaisons are very common in all the olympic games yeah so uh, but they're not made of cardboard unlike this one said they're made of sturdier stuff than that so Anyone, anyone a fan of Tom Daly and uh, big, all the other Olympians fan. going out yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, I've actually I've watched a few of his um, posts on YouTube with um, his husband uh, Dustin, um, who well, we didn't really meet him, but he, he was literally sat about a row behind myself and Steph when we were at the uh, British Podcast Awards a few years ago. Um, so yeah. Um, oh, it seemed like a lovely, I wonder lovely why night. you were sat backwards with your back to the stage. Oh, I was ignoring <laughs> you. What you're on about? <laughs> so we, we, it's just happened actually. The British Podcast Awards uh, this year. Uh, all the results are out. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. We didn't enter this year. Perhaps mm. we will next year. It's been, been a bit of a nightmare here, just keeping the thing going, isn't it? But I think we should go for it again next year. Yeah. As I say, COVID has sort of um, made things a, li- a little difficult for, I think, most people under the circumstances, but I'm sure we'll all be able to, to come yes. out the other side and yes. um, enjoy and it. I'm, I'm not going to give big lectures, but please, if you're like in your 20s or teens and you're eligible, please go get vaccinations. I know so many who are just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. It's so mm. worth doing. Um, you really don't want to have it. I've had COVID. It was horrible. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um and, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're and not the thing immune. is, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt either. You just need to be aware. It doesn't hurt. It's just a little prick. Yeah, yeah. yeah indeed, no, it's um, it's very important. And um, you know, and don't don't listen to the conspiracies on the internet or things like that. Oh, Only absolutely this week, far too many um, of them. Crackers. A big a woman in America, an anti-gay activist, died because she didn't have her COVID jab. So you know, yeah, got to think. Uh, anyway, anyway uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, check out our other shows or find out, you know, the news. Well, Terry posts lots up there. Um, uh, check us out online. Yep, you can reach us at shoutoutradio.lgbt. That's the place you need to head to. Also, if you'd like to get involved in the show, you'll find ways to contact us there too. Now, I'm looking forward to this next week. Uh, it's going to be Rocker the Rockstar. Hmm. But from myself and the rest of the team, um, say bye bye, everyone, in good old fashion. 
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.